Man's insatiable drive for recycled mud is bizarre. He will go to enormous extremes to attain it. The Word of God teaches that we are made out of dirt, to the dirt we will return, and that's exactly how it works. A little dirt, a little water, a healthy dose of the sun's energy, and voila! Our daily food, our homes, autos, computers, family, and friends are all recycled mud. Mankind kills, steals, and performs all manner of connivances to accumulate this mud. Then he dies, and all he has accumulated returns to the dust, including his own body. It's true. We eat a hole in the earth and fill it up when we die. But there is so much more than this brief tryst with dirt. It's found in the eternal purpose in Christ Jesus. Have you been born a second time? Are you born again? Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Choose Jesus Christ today and escape the muddy pit. Click on the Further with Jesus for immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Ezekiel 38, verses 19 through 21, For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. God said, Isaiah chapter 54, verses 7 through 10, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. God said, Revelation chapter 16, verses 17 through 20. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came into remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. God said, Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 39. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Man said the Bible's claims that the mountains falling down flat at the second coming of Jesus Christ is just so much foolishness. Now the record.
The coming day of the Lord, the day that Jesus Christ returns to this earth at a place known as Armageddon, will be a terrible, utterly devastating day for the inhabitants of this planet with effects so catastrophic that it defies anything that even attempts a thorough depiction. At the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the heavens will depart as a scroll. I imagine this depiction is the sky separating excuse me, and rolling back at the terrible day of the Lord. An interesting note is that scientists now theorize that space can be torn, and it surely will be. Click on to Beauty for Ashes. This mighty Christ does not return as the Lamb of God, but as the Lion of Judah. This Christ, known as the bright and morning star, in whose presence the sun is ashamed, will destroy the wicked with the brightness of his coming. Even the mountains will turn molten under his feet. The terrible time of Christ's appearing is preceded by the horrendous seven-year tribulation period. I highly urge you to visit the 21 Signs of Doomsday series, which is listed below. During this tribulation period, before the appearance of Jesus Christ, God begins to judge this earth, and it appears that nearly half or more of the earth's population is destroyed. To emphasize the horror... If the deaths are spread evenly over the seven-year tribulation period, the death toll would exceed one million people per day. Stars from heaven will strike the earth, causing tremendous harm to the water and atmosphere, as well as knocking the earth off balance. Isaiah chapter 24, verses 19 through 21. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the hosts of the high ones that are on high, and all the kings of the earth upon the earth. All of the terrible tribulation judgments prophesied in the book of Revelation, physical and spiritual, are a prelude to the great coming of of the day of the Lord. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, Luke chapter 17, verses 26 through 27, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. They were marrying and being given in marriage. Also, there was other notable situations occurring in the days of Noah that are going to repeat themselves at the king's return. When God refers to the judgment at Christ's return, he uses the same kind of terminology that he used in the days of Noah. Genesis 7 verse 11 reads, In the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. Referring to the coming judgment, Isaiah 24, 18 reads, And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare, for the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. Some in the field of geology believe that many of the world's mountain ridges are a result of the cataclysmic events that occurred during Noah's global flood. Among geologists, there are considerable differences on how the mountains were formed. Some claim that it was a, excuse me. Some claim that it was a result of tectonic plates banging together during the great flood and then uplifting into mountain ridges. 
Various other theories are promoted, but one thing is certain. Plate tectonics were present in all mountain-making processes. The following paragraphs were taken from the Genesis Flood by Whitcomb and Morris. The origin of the great mountain chains, which apparently have been uplifted from the sea bottom in the most recent geologic periods, is still a mystery. No satisfactory and generally accepted theory of origin has yet been devised, which in fact in itself proves that modern uh, diastrophic processes uh, do not explain those of the Earth's early history. It is quite true that the entire area, as is true of mountainous areas in general, gives much evidence of faulting, folding, and general tectonic activity, both at the so-called fault plains and at many other locations, including plains which are supposed to be normal bedding plains. Such activity is to be expected in connection with mountain uplift processes, whatever the nature or cause of those processes may be. Since the Pliocene and Pleistocene are supposed to represent the most recent geological epochs, except that of the present, and since nearly all of the great mountain areas of the world have been found to have fossils from these times near their summits, there is no conclusion possible other than that the mountains, and therefore the continents of which they form the backbones, have all been uplifted essentially simultaneously and quite recently. Surely this fact accords well with the biblical statements. With regard to earth movements, it is likewise common knowledge that the rock formations of the earth exhibit everywhere profound evidence of great tectonic activity. End of quote. The great flood in the days of Noah took place approximately 4,350 years ago. The biblical unmaking of the mountains is about to happen again. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. When the mighty Christ returns to the earth at the Battle of Armageddon, he will set foot on the Mount of Olives, which will result in a colossal earthquake that will affect the entire globe. Zechariah 14:1-4. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. It's interesting to note that on February 11, 2004, an earthquake measuring 5.0 on the Richter scale rocked Israel. Seismologists predict a huge earthquake in Israel within the next 50 years. The Jerusalem Post on March 5, 2004, quoted Dr. Rami Hofstetter, director of the seismology division of the Geophysical Institute of Israel. He said, we are going to have a bigger one. There is no doubt about it. We're going to have it. It's just a question of time. We know it's going to happen because we have historical information on this for the last 2,000 years. End of quote. A major fault line runs directly under the Mount of Olives. God declares this global earthquake begins at the Mount of Olives. He prophesies of this coming event thousands of years before the concepts of plate tectonics and fault lines were ever conceived. 
Only the Creator would know exactly where the fault line lies, and only He would know that a big one lies under the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount. This is just another supernatural proof that God is, and that His Word is true and righteous altogether. When the Mount of Olives earthquake takes place, this tectonic disaster will be global. Every mountain will fall down flat. It was mountain-making in the days of Noah and the opposite at Christ's return. Every wall will fall down flat. The islands, which many claim are simply mountain peaks poking out of the water, will flee away. Ezekiel thirty-eight nineteen and 20. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down and the steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. Again, Revelation sixteen sixteen through 20, and he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake, and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. This global disaster will destroy the vast majority of the earth's remaining humans. Isaiah 24, 1-3 Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest. As with the servant, so with his master. As with the maid, so with her mistress. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord hath spoken this word. The mountains and every wall falling down flat and the islands disappearing will cause unspeakable consequences. Expect monster tsunamis to strike the world's densely populated coastlines, annihilating cities, towns, and small coastal communities. The Word of God says waves raging, Jesus said in Luke twenty-one twenty-five through 27 And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. The passage, men's hearts failing them for fear, literally means scared to death. Medical research posted in 2006 and 2007 officially links fearful, stressful situations directly to heart attack. The following sentences are from the AP's January 2, 2007 article titled, New Study Links PTSD Symptoms, Heart Attack Risk. In PTS, which stands for post-traumatic stress syndrome, the body's normal hormonal response to stress becomes trigger-happy, scientists believe. Long after traumatic events, people remain edgy, fearful, and prone to nightmares and flashbacks. 
The continual release of adrenaline prompted by these symptoms may wear down the cardiovascular system, Kubazansky said. The following excerpts are from the March 11, 2006 issue of Science News. The biological events linking emotional stress and heart attack are poorly understood. Researchers now find that in some people with heart disease, a stressful event precipitates changes in blood components and flow that may trigger a heart attack. Science identified 35 men who had recovered from heart attacks that occurred an average of 15 months earlier. 14 had experienced emotional stress, such as arguments with neighbors or sadness about sick or deceased relatives less than two hours before their heart attacks, says Andrew Steptoe, a psychologist at University College London. The other 20 men reported no such stress just before their heart attacks. Each participant voluntarily completed a series of mentally challenging tests designed to rev up stress. After the test, the men who had a stressful event before their heart attacks took longer to stabilize their systolic blood pressures, the high number of the two readings, and heart rate than did the other men. Steptoe and his colleagues report in an upcoming proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Blood samples drawn immediately after the test showed that accumulation of platelets bound to immune cells had roughly doubled in the men who had a stressful event before their heart attacks. The blood reading was unchanged in the other men. High accumulations of platelets can trigger a heart attack in people who have coronary artery disease. End of quote. Recap. Number one. Jesus Christ returns to the earth at Armageddon. Number two. The heavens will depart as a scroll at his return. Number three, the king of glory does not return as the lamb. Number four, he destroys the wicked with the brightness of his coming. Number five, the mountain turns molten under him. Number six, the horrific seven-year tribulation period preceding the coming of Christ is only the prelude to utter global devastation. Number seven, as it was in the days of Noah. Number eight, mountain making and the undoing of them. Every wall falls down flat, and islands disappear. Number nine, tectonic plates and the fault line directly under the Mount of Olives. Number ten, God empties the earth until there are just a few men left. Number eleven, monster tsunamis, waves raging. Number twelve, men's hearts failing them for fear. There is a way to escape this coming judgment, and that way is a person. Jesus Christ said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The escape route is clearly defined. Click on to further with Jesus. God said, Ezekiel 38 verses 19 through 21, For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence, and the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground, and I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. God said, Isaiah 54, 7 through 10, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, 
but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. God said, Revelation sixteen seventeen through 20, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. God said, Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 39, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Man said, The Bible's claim that the mountains falling down flat at the second coming of Jesus Christ is just so much foolishness. Now you have the record.